Seven Lamb presents Paralyzed. Chapter One Restless Nights. Part One. Jesus, man. Are you still sick? Yeah, kind of. Looks like you need sleep. Seth was a tall, lanky guy. He started out friends with Ethan. Ethan introduced us, and we ended up becoming friends. Um, maybe about seven years ago. We're better friends now than Ethan and Seth ever were. 
Ethan has admitted that being friends with Seth can be tiring, and I admit that he can be a bit much, but I'm able to handle his annoyances. What do you got to drink around this place? Christ. Yeah, I think there's some um, some soda in the fridge or something. Oh, I mean like drink, drink. I thought we were meeting Ethan and his uncle at a bar. We are Dunnigans, but bars are expensive. Come on, dude. Seth rummaged through my freezer. He pulled out a large, mostly empty bottle of rum. He poured the remainder of it in a glass and then added some flat coke. So, you want to talk about it? What, the camping trip? No, the job. You've only been running the office for half a year and heater up and fires you. Everybody's speculating, but nobody knows for sure. And you know Heater won't say. I... Can we just not talk about it? Okay. Is that why you're in this funk? Or do you have mono or something? I don't, I don't know what it is. I... I just can't sleep. Dude, it's insomnia. You should see a doctor. Seth, shouldn't we just go? Right. Seth gulped down the rest of his drink and dropped the glass into the sink. Let's go. I'm driving. You know, you don't have to be ashamed. Michael didn't make it very long as a supervisor either. I mean, I know you really wanted that position, but I think that... Seth, seriously, man. Fine, sorry. You're so sensitive sometimes, man. I used to work in an accounting agency. I had been there for a total of six years. For a total of six months, though, I was a supervisor. Well, that is until closing duties saw me lose $3,600. Ah, Jesus, the books were wrong, but word had spread too fast. Meanwhile, some money was missing, and it wasn't nearly that much. Anyway, General Manager Andrew Heater, who never fucking liked me to begin with... Apparently I dated his ex, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was his ex at the time. Regardless, he felt it necessary to end my time at TNL Incorporated. Heater altered the records. I, I just know it. I just know it. My goal the whole time working at TNL was to become general manager. I had some hopes of maybe helping that company forward, too. Six years down the drain. Peter told me I was lucky he didn't even call the police. So, you excited about this camping trip or what? After being fired, a long draught of sleep, the camping trip was the only thing I could look forward to. Although I was worried about one thing. Hey, is the whole group coming? That's not what you want to know. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want to know if Jen's going to be there. Is she? Yeah. Why wouldn't she be? She's part of the group. (sighs) Great. Derek isn't coming, though. Wait, why not? I don't know. Katie says he was having trouble requesting time off. Camping was a yearly tradition for our group of friends. Every year, seven of us would get together for one week at Ethan's uncle's campground. His uncle Ted would reserve us a cabin where we would party and hang out. It was the slow period between August and October, so I don't 
don't think he minded. The sad thing, though, was that this was in all likelihood the last year the seven of us would be getting together. Seth and Katie were getting married, which probably meant they were moving away. And not to mention Cooper was joining the army. Things aren't going to be awkward between you and Jen, right? Jen. Jen was an ex. My last real girlfriend. We were to get married about a year ago, but it just didn't really work out. It was depressing. Of all the girls I dated, she was the one. She was the one I knew the longest. We became friends in middle school and stayed that way until about our first camping trip in 07. In 2011, I asked her out. Jeez, took me long enough. I always thought I would end up with her. That's why I proposed. Then I guess we just slowly grew apart. This past year, I haven't really talked to her, though. No, I... it really wouldn't. Good. And I'm glad her boyfriend isn't coming. He's an asshole. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Look, they're already here. There's Ted's car. Ethan was my best friend. We met during a Boy Scout fundraiser. Found out we both went to the same elementary school. Well, since then, no one has really been able to replace him. Man, yeah, sure, we had our ups and downs, but he was like a brother to me. And being a single child, it was really nice having someone to call my brother. There they are. Ah, what's up, Ethan? How's it hanging, Uncle Ted? Lower than usual. How are you, boys? Not too good by the looks of David. Dude, he look horrible. Still no sleep? Still no sleep. Why aren't you sleeping? You got me. Insomnia. Well, that or mono. God, Seth, he doesn't have mono. Are you going to see someone about it? It's really not a big deal, Uncle Ted. I, thank you, though. It's, it's going to pass. He just doesn't want to see a doctor. Ethan was right. I hated going to the doctor's. Setting up an appointment. Sitting in that waiting room next to all the sick people. Why wouldn't you want to see a doctor? Don't you want to know if there's something that they can do? I don't, I really don't think so. Unless they have a pill that makes the nightmares go away. Nightmares? And sleep paralysis. Tell us that how many times you experience sleep paralysis. Wait, what's sleep paralysis? It's where you wake up, but your body doesn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's loud, and I'm an old man who can't hear well anymore. Let's grab some drinks and hit the patio. I'm not gonna drink. Seth's not drinking. Never thought I'd see the day. I'm living in poverty. I gotta save the money for the camping trip. I got you, Seth. Oh, so Ted's paying. Well, then I'll take a cigar city. Ted bought us all a drink, and we carried them out onto the back patio that connected the bar to a large parking garage. Ferns hung from the ceiling, evenly spaced between the revolving fans. Okay, so sleep paralysis. I've experienced that once. Wasn't fun. When it first started with David, we looked it up, and apparently a lot of people will see dark figures with, like, long arms in their room. Sometimes they'll feel heavy pressure on their chest, too. Oh, well, I never experienced anything like that. Wait, so you still dream while you're awake? 
Yeah, pretty much. You know you're awake, but since you are still technically dreaming, you can see things that aren't real. Sometimes I'll try to say something, but <laughs> all I can do is mumble. You see dark figures, don't you? Yeah, all the time. Ah, creepy, stop! Well, I don't know much about sleep paralysis, but maybe you have too much going on in your life. Could be stress. Stress is more serious than people believe. Yeah, that's what my mom says. Talking about creepy things, did you hear what happened in a town outside of Terra Lake? Yeah, the, uh, Rutherford. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this right now. I don't want to add to David's nightmares. Thanks for the thoughts, Uncle Ted, but nothing can be worse than what I've already experienced. Ted gave me a sincere look and then took a gulp from his glass. So what happened in Rutherford? Rutherford was the last town he hit before reaching Ted's campground known as Terra Lake. Ted had owned property there for ages. The lake at the campground was man-made and was used to train divers looking to gain their diving certificate. Diving classes were held over the summer. Ted lived in the small town of Rutherford for a few years, but said he couldn't take it anymore. The place was too small and he missed city life. So now, he just opens up the campground for diving training and leaves the regular camping months for his partner, Barry Wright, who still lives in Rutherford. If you haven't seen the news lately, there was a murder in Rutherford two weeks ago. How have you not heard about this? Some woman killed her entire family, then started walking down the street with a shotgun. She killed three more people walking down the middle of the road, just blasting away. Holy shit! Man, that place always seems so quiet. It's still an eerie place. For such a small town, the people don't mingle, and the place is usually pretty quiet. That's why I moved down here. I miss the city life. That's not even the craziest part. Ethan, do we have to hear the whole story? Of course. <laughs> when the sheriff ended up gunning down the old woman, they found marks all over her body and face. What kind of marks? It looked like she took a heated crucifix and burned it into her entire body. The police later went to her house, and that's where they found her family. Her two children hanging from a ceiling fan, and her husband gutted. Oh, gutted? She'd slice them right down the center with, like, I don't know, a, a large knife. I think the knife got stuck in him, so she left and took the shotgun. <clears throat> there you go. Ted had dropped a single key onto the glass table. It was the key to the cabin. Have fun camping. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I want to go camping now. Grow up, Seth. Fuck me. I don't, I don't want to get murdered by an exorcist lady. Okay, that's all. This is like the first murder to happen in Rutherford in over a century. I think we'll be okay. We've been camping at Terra Lake for years now. Remember, guys, turn off the lights, lock the door, make sure you have all your stuff when you leave. Don't leave the faucet running, and if you break anything, just let me know. It was one time, and we fixed that chair. <laughs> you call that fixing. This year has to be epic. It's the last time we'll all be together. God, I can't wait. Oh, and Ethan, don't tell Katie about the exorcist lady. She'll flip out. Oh, the story is going to be brought up again, but I'm waiting till we're camping. Nighttime, when it's about to storm. We all talked a bit more about camping and my sleeping problems, really. Uh, Ethan mentioned having a meeting at his place for some last-minute planning that involved the entire group. That would be held tomorrow at 3.
felt weird not having a job. Money wasn't an issue. I, I had enough of that. I just needed to find something. Probably start job hunting when I get back from this camping trip. I sat on my couch and turned on the TV. Oh, I was tired, but it, I didn't feel like trying to take a nap. Instead, I watched two movies on TCM, packed one of my bags, and cooked dinner. half of In a Lonely Place. Another Bogart picture came on afterwards. I'm not sure what it was, though. But my eyes would just not stay open. I decided to get up and brush my teeth, head to bed. I sat at the edge of the bed as my eyelids fluttered. Once again, that moth appeared. flew around my head once before landing on the headboard. I reached up and turned off the bedroom light. I awoke. The room was completely black, but my eyes adjusted. Someone's in the house. I went to rise out of bed, but I couldn't. What the hell? Hello? footsteps slowly approaching my room. Hello? 
was no one coming to help me. Why couldn't I get up? And then I realized, this wasn't real. Or was it? Who's there? Hello? side of the room. My eyes diverted to the corner between the desk and the bureau. There, right there in the darkness stood a tall, shadowy man, his long arms almost reaching the ground. The man let out a low hiss and then a guttural growl. David. Wake up, goddammit! Wake up! Wake up, goddammit! Wake up! The man stood over me, peering down. What the fuck? He had no eyes, no face. empty. My bedroom door closed. Oh, sweat ran down my forehead. Holy fuck. How much longer can I stand this for? My alarm clock read 3.37. I decided to get up. Oh, no more sleep for tonight. I sat on the couch and let the black and white film soothe me. 
While the movie played, I thought about the tall, shadowy figure. Every so often, I would glance about the room, just to make sure. Then the moth appeared. It fluttered about until finally landing on the TV. My eyelids were getting heavy, but fuck that. I wasn't about to fall asleep. Not tonight. Paralyzed. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Jonathan Moss. Starring Jonathan Moss as David. Julia W.D. Harrison as Jen. Jose Caraballo as Ethan. Kyle Appleyard as Seth. Hope Ennis as Katie. Mike Lenhart as Brian. John Lasabeth as Cooper. And Jennifer Loudermilk as Ashley. Co-starring Ricky Laner, Matt Deacon, Robert M. Lamb, Christopher Postel, Jack Austin, Nick Engelhardt, Ariel Zadok, and Ashley Cartesano. Music and composition by Jonathan Moss. Additional music provided by bensound.com, incompetech.com, and dmixmusic.com. Don't forget to rate and review Paralyzed on iTunes. This has been a Seven Lamb production.